Hello! Welcome to episode 11 of Are You Okay? podcast. We will discuss our study's research recommendations for this podcast. I'm Belly, a senior lecturer from the University of Glasgow. Hi, I'm Chris, a senior university teacher from the University of Sheffield. Hello, I'm Rob Daly, an academic developer at Harriet Watt University. In this episode of the podcast, we will talk about two sets of research recommendations that arose from our findings. Some are specific to supervisors' own development and support, as identified by the supervisors themselves, and some are other development ideas arising from our overall findings. An important issue that supervisors identified was the need for greater peer support, and that's both for their PGRs and actually for themselves. Um, so for the doctoral students, supervisors acknowledge that um, PGRs often work in isolation for long periods of study and doctoral study can be a lonely endeavour. This does vary a bit um, from discipline to discipline, but nevertheless, for many students, it really um, feels like a solo enterprise a lot of the time. Um, and so there's a, there's a, a great value in actually connecting doctoral students together, um, allowing them to discuss things that are that they have in common and to gain support from one another, moral support, practical support. Um, there are all sorts of ways in which PGRs can and do support each other. Likewise, while we advocate these peer support networks for doctoral scholars, we also recommend the importance of having peer support networks for the supervisors themselves. And this came across quite clearly in some of the quotes where we understand how uh, supervisors often encounter an issue in supervision and they don't know the answer. And there's, a, there's a, a real value in being able to knock on a colleague's door and say, well, this has just happened. Um, you know, how can I react? What can I do? Um, so by designing and promoting these kind of peer support networks among supervisors, we can cultivate collaborative rather than competitive cultures. Uh, we can get this feeling that actually we are all in this together, in a sense, and we are all working to, towards the best interests of our PGRs. We can facilitate supervisors to meet face-to-face -face or digitally um, to discuss the issues that crop up in supervision and to learn from others, uh, particularly those who maybe are more experienced supervisors who've seen some of these issues before. Um, but one thing is for certain, supervisory peer support can have a significant impact as it is both accessible and discipline specific. That's really interesting, Chris. From my observation, most supervisors are keen to learn from their peers. Our participants also suggested the idea of identifying and supporting a supervisor mentor. What they said was, institutions should clearly identify an individual with the expertise to act as a tutor, advisor, coach, or mentor to supervisors. And this is because supervisors experiencing challenges can approach a designated advisor in confidence to explore how they might best react to their challenges, or sometimes just to get information on other sources of support for them or for their PhD students. And this work currently happens informally in most institutions and usually falls under the expectations of a researcher development or academic development professional. 
And continuing with that, we also observe supervisors requesting workshops to be co-designed with international doctoral researchers. Our participating supervisors, for example, ask for workshop-based learning that focuses on how they can help fully understand, anticipate, and respond to the psychological well-being needs of our PGRs. And this may in fact be for both our home and international scholars, all within the context of the systems and support available in their respective institutions. Also, participating supervisors stress that PGR groups should be consulted in the design of these development activities. They believe that co-designing supervisor development will help ensure relevance with international doctoral students' lived experiences of transitioning to PhD study in the UK. And finally, they also suggested that workshop content will need to include the signs and symptoms of mental health issues, monitoring and managing their own mental health, and setting role, behavior, behavioral and relationship boundaries with PGRs. As you can see, these workshops aim to benefit both doctoral scholars as well as their supervisors. Absolutely, Delhi, and I think those kind of resources are really invaluable to supervisors. Um, on top of that, something that, that emerged um, from what the supervisors were saying to us was the importance of integrating their development within the broader academic practice development. Um, so what we mean by this is um, you know, the importance of providing supervisors with the skills that they need to be uh, supervisors and to do the best possible job. Um, these things don't happen by accident. And as with any other skill, uh, people need to learn that and to be encouraged and to have that formally supported and recognized. So as an alternative to asking supervisors to attend optional supervisor development on top of their core development in academic practice, uh, we think it would add value to integrate supervisor development within the broader academic practice development provision. So for example, we suggest that supervisory development should be included within PG certs, PG CAPs, um, and there, there should also be RPL routes into that. Um, but it's important to note that supervisors shouldn't just be offered existing provision, for example, a PG cert, if that doesn't include supervision. Um, so this is an issue that um, some of the, um, the training and the support that um, is commonplace doesn't really include supervision um, to a great degree. Um, so for example, if a new member of staff uh, starts an institution, um, we really need to make sure that part of their provision does include this supervisory development practice. So in this way, supervision is positioned as a facet of teaching and learning from the outset and academics can become familiar with the key challenges. Um, they can get a flavour of the, the, the pedagogical underpinnings of good practice. And this really helps to contextualise supervisory work as part of a core student engagement skill set that is developed early in the career. As one of these PhD supervisors myself, these are all excellent ideas, Chris. 
I have now supervised a few, but in the beginning, I felt that I was learning how to be a supervisor from actually being one. Furthermore, giving supervisors a choice over what development they need is again something very important. Within such frameworks described above, I am convinced that we should give supervisors a choice over what development they each need and enable them to find the relevant experts, literature, and or specialist development activities, or even create development activities for and with them based on these needs. Now, it is likely that this will also involve working across key learning functions of the institution to locate, utilize expertise, for example, even with libraries, student advice, counseling services, disability services, internationalization teams, and equality, diversity, and inclusion colleagues. So this leads on to another important issue, um, which is that of key roles and um, particularly we want to consider the, the PGR convener or tutor role. Um, so leading on from what Delhi's just said, we feel it's important to develop um, the role and the support for the PGR convener or the director of doctoral studies. Now the, there is some variation um, around the patch on how these roles are, uh, what the titles are and, and what the actual um, remit of the role is. Um, and the role of the PGR convener can be broad. Um, in many institutions, the duties attributed to the role are unclear or only loosely defined, varying quite a lot. This, this can cause a lot of confusion. Now, whilst we may not arrive quickly at the point where um, every institution has a role that is exactly similar, um, nevertheless, you know, we think that it's important that the, the PGR convener role is built up. This is a powerful way of resolving issues for both students and supervisors. Departments and schools should be able to develop their role descriptions to make these expectations explicit um, and to raise awareness of the proactive side of the role and how the tutor can influence cultures of supervision, setting the tone for good practice. In connection to this, Supervisors also suggested appointing a departmental level mental health lead or champion. I think it's important that these roles do exist and that they're not, the expertise isn't just built up into one individual who may leave that institution or, or be off sick or be unavailable. You know, these are important roles um, which need to be kind of established um, so that the post holder can, can occupy that role and, and deliver what is expected. Um, and in terms of the mental health lead or champion, this person would have the, the, the role to raise awareness of the situational causes of poor mental health and to drive good practice among doctoral researchers as well as supervisors. One of the other aspects that came out of our research is the importance of recognizing positive supervisor impact and exemplary practice. Uh, as well as learning development activities, which often operate on a deficit model, universities should strive to recognize positive supervisor impact. Uh, there are a range of award-bearing opportunities in most universities around learning and teaching, e.g. student awards, university learning and teaching awards, um, often uh, included are student union awards. And these can be broadened to include supervisor recognition. 
Uh, this already happens in some institutions, but it's not widely uh, applied across the UK. Additionally, non-competitive and non-award-bearing initiatives could be devised that encourage clearly recognisable examples of impactful supervisory practice. This culture of recognition and excuse me, this culture of recognition should be extended to recruitment, probation and promotion criteria for academic staff. Another consideration that came out of the research was that of academic workload. Our findings highlight the importance and the urgency of considering academic workloads and their impact on the mental health of staff, as well as recognising the demands of the supervisor role. From what we see, academic staff members are reporting chronic work overload. Several recent studies have demonstrated the impact of workload on academic staff mental health. And in our study, we noted that a general drive to reduce academic staff workload. The introduction of a system of workload modelling that recognises the demands of the supervisory role and would afford supervisors more time to think, prepare for, and reflect on their supervisory practice. We also need to recognize the role of student-facing professional staff and how they can significantly contribute to addressing this issue facing our doctoral scholars. Through our research, we, we as a research team note the vast amounts of experience and expertise that student-facing professional staff in universities have that this complements and supplements the supervisory knowledge. These staff members often provide impromptu, informal and flexible support around PGR well-being issues, particularly where international PGRs do not feel able to talk to the supervisor or to use formal support services that the institution offers. This vital contribution is often undervalued. This professional group should receive formal recognition for the support they provide, as well as appropriate support and training. Such groups include international student support professionals, researcher developers and doctoral school managers, PGR administrators, student union advice teams, disability and counselling services, library staff, etc. We also believe that these staff should be consulted in the design of the supervisory and PGR development activities and are enabled to co-design doctoral processes and policies. These staff groups are ideally pl placed to provide rich contextualised examples of case studies to support supervisory development and to strengthen university processes around well-being and mental health. Thanks very much, Rob. And of course, because mental health issues tend to be exacerbated when we get detached from social support, it is then important to maintain frequent communication between supervisors and PGRs and prioritize mental health. Institutions should then stress the importance of maintaining these frequent communication pathways between supervisors and PGRs as a way to prioritizing mental health and well-being. And by doing so, we then say that we can take this preventative approach rather than a reactive, urgent, or deficit-based approach. And that's all for this episode. In the final episode, you will hear from the whole team. Thank you for listening to this podcast.